0: Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to The Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? man I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> so we talk about
1: these landmark episodes. Yeah, these we do. numbered episodes. We always do something special for us. Um, this is 250. Woo. Can you believe it? 250 moments of goodness and... Uh, this is right up our alley, another one in uh, classic fashion. Yeah. Rob, I'll let you tell them who we're hanging out with, what we're talking about, and pick a song.
0: Man, today we're talking all things Disciple. Let's kick it off with the first single from their latest album, their brand new album, Skeleton Psalms. This is The Executioner. I never was the picture of a-
2: upon my back back. how beautiful the breath it is my last start praying over me last rites i'm giving up the ghost inside i'm hanging on the nails i drive this cross is where i come to die
0: Yeah, that's The Executioner, a gentle little bedtime number from Disciple, <laughs> one of our favorite groups of all time. <laughs> that got you, didn't it? That that's uh That's, uh, yeah, that's one of our favorite groups of all time. And we're so excited to be speaking with original founding member, lead vocalist, kevin young oh, yes on the program
1: today and y'all are gonna hear us reference a lot of old school disciples and play yeah. uh, no, not disciples disciples, not the disciples. D- bro you, gonna remember, have the you remember Paul john
0: bro let's talk about let's, andrew
1: for a second right Look, we talked about thomas in our don yeah. francisco episode yeah. so we're going back to that that's no, right this yo,
0: is philip no, come on yo, let's, let's go, go.
1: <laughs> anyway the uh yeah
0: so we are going to be talking about a lot of old school disciples yes we're going track. all the way back to the beginning yeah. we're talking about y'all remember Remember that King's X episode we did that was like six <laughs> hours long. This, that was buckle, nothing. Buckle in. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, I don't even know where to start on this. I, you take it. Let's just kind of roll. We're going heart, feel, heart, feel, heartstrings, yeah. all the feels on this one. Um, yeah.
0: So, okay. Disciple is one of the most, um, you know, probably successful and well known hard rock Christian bands. Of the last twenty-five years. Yeah. Right? That's perfectly um, said, time wise. And um we it's funny, we have this sort of um connection with them because um Ke- the original lineup, um uh, you know, Kevin, Brad, um, and um Tim, Tim came up in the same like denomination church wise as us. Done like so we have the weird connection with them where we would um, we knew people who would know them or whatever. And I had like, we both have connections with them because you're from Knoxville area originally. Um, and I had like a youth pastor and, a uh, pastoral family who were from the Knoxville area. And so we both had connections to, we each had stories. It was like, no way
1: you know this person. Right, right. Yeah.
0: And so we, you know, so from about late middle school on, I guess we had, we had disciple, uh, you know going on. And so, did you I remember so did, did you have before they came out with albums on uh CD, they had two albums on cassette. They had uh, uh, Ring of Ring of Fire and Trail of Tears. Did you have those on cassette? I didn't have those on cassette. Okay. No. I had those I got those on cassette um because the first time that I that I saw them live um they actually they came and played a lock-in that my youth pastor had like organized in chattanooga and um we tell that story on there the lock-in story oh that's right Yeah, yeah yeah and so um And so I got their cassette tapes. They had these cassette albums um, and they kind of don't acknowledge those now as like proper albums, you know what I mean? (laughs) It was like, listen, we were just trying to, you know, Uh and different stylistically, they were obviously finding themselves, you know, stylistically at that point. So I would say their first real album would be, What Was I Thinking? Which I believe is being uh, represented now on like vinyl and CD. any time you get uh, an album that has something that starts off with a little uh, with a Mr. Rogers intro yeah. and then kicks into something awesome is great. I always loved there's a track on there called Amazing Grace Blues which like blew my mind as a teenager right? It was like <laughs> Bro, it's Amazing Grace, but, but blues, it's blues, right? <laughs> and uh, anyway, hilarious. But uh, yeah, they've always been like legit, good, heavy rock. They were the first like heavy rock thing that I listened to, I mm-hmm. think. I don't think I listened to anything that was like, that had any real edge to any it. Any kind of scream top vocal yeah, delivery? Yeah, you know, I, because even- bef- He's not screamo, but he's like, he's, you know- but he, he screams. screams, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was before, like, even before I got into, like, Van Halen, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I was into Disciple. Yeah. So, um, and we actually, you and I, I think you and I were talking about this, that the best way to experience somebody for the first time, if you want to really get hooked on somebody is is live. live. Yeah, we talked about this morning. And so... um, that's the way that I, that's the way that I was introduced to them and just immediately like fell in love with their music, you know, and like, and just bought everything they ever did, you know, after that, um, bought everything I had then bought the cassettes, you know? And, uh, that was when, that was just before what was I thinking had come out, I guess that I saw them. And then it came out very soon after and, um, you know, got the CD and never looked back. So, um, we're going to start with, for purposes of the streaming library, if you want to follow along, um. Their next project would have been their EP for Warner Brothers. So what was I thinking was an independent uh, release. And uh, their second thing was an EP where they briefly were on Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, and it was an EP called My Daddy Can Whip Your Daddy. With a great cover. Which Yeah, the two, two kids, kids like squared up, uh-huh. you know. And uh, what a great... I, I don't know if My Daddy Can Whip Your Daddy is a Southernism or if that's like a... I I think there's my dad the, it's con- a, the concept is universal. My dad yeah. can beat up your daddy. Yeah. But but the But using the words daddy and, and whip. Yeah, my daddy can whip your daddy. Makes it, it Sounds, sounds very southern and it's just a great And you know, the whatever. kid
1: and the wife beater, like or the yeah. like the, the or kid in the, the, the white shirt in the, the yeah. The white whatever you call it. Yeah. That I that don't just think whips. we
0: call them white wife beaters anymore. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I gotta be <laughs> careful about that.
0: The, yeah. but yes. The yeah, the kid in the uh what the the, the tank the tank top. Uh, yeah. Tank top? That oh, there's, right? there's, Sleeveless tank?
1: Yeah, those kids. Anyway, there's two kids <laughs> facing off at each other. Yeah. each hey,
0: other. So let's play. Here's a little bit of the first track from uh, My Daddy Can Whip Your Daddy. This is called My Daddy Can Whip Your Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: I hear that, and that's, that's Disciple guitar tone. Yeah, like. yeah. That's
0: the early Disciple sound for sure. This is 1997 at this point. Kevin, at this point, is pulling double duty. He's doing lead vocals and bass. They're a three-piece here. They're a three-piece. They're a power trio at this point. Yeah. We had
1: the police on last
0: week. This is a... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, big controversy here. Oh, they said freaking! Uh-huh. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom that I listened to this band. And they said freaking. <laughs> uh, another another bright spot on the album uh, is this, the the last song called Easter Bunny. Yeah. This is a <laughs> hilarious. It's uh, you know what? I'll let you discover it for your, yeah. Discover it for <laughs> yourself. But the 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 first chorus uh, goes like this lyrically. Let's see if I can remember these lyrics. It goes: Santa Claus is dead. Santa Claus is dead. Santa Claus is dead. And the second chorus goes, <laughs> Easter bunny is dead. Easter bunny is dead. Easter bunny is dead. <laughs> it's great. You're, you're going to love it. Yeah, Go check it, it out. It's a, it's a jewel. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So then follow that one up with the next album. This might sting a little, which is next and is also being re-released. But this to me, the first track from oh, this might man. sting a little yeah. is one of the Mount Rushmore disciple yeah. songs. Um, so, this is I Just I Know, just the opening know track from this might stinger You ready on. to get your whisper rock on? Yeah. I just
2: know Jesus is the way. I just know Jesus is the truth. I just know Jesus is the life. I just know Jesus is my God? This is 1999.
0: me up. Actually, got to get through the first line of this next verse. Actually, hold on.
2: Do you serve your name?
0: Come on. There it is. That's a heck of a scream That's right there. That's good, man. That's just great. This album is probably the quintessential album for old school disciples. Yeah. Right? For like yeah, this is the original one. era yeah. disciple. This album is, I mean... This one and and by God, which I know is, is the next. Yeah, the, but the next. But yeah. those those back to back for me yeah. were. You have uh and, and they big had bad some, wolf play big bad wolf on here please. Yeah, big bad wolf, and I think is it big bad wolf got, that
1: won a double word. No, by God, did on by, the next. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. this is got oh, no, a killer tempo it? change here. Oh, sorry. I freaking love this song. I love this song so much.
0: It's such an old school move to swap tempos like that. And then right back. I love it. So that okay, so here's a, a little bit on on that album. Um they let's see that album was nominated for two uh, Dove Awards and then it had two number one uh, Christian rock songs and that was Big Bad Wolf and I just know they both went uh, both went number one there. There's so much great stuff on that album including oh gosh many of my favorites I don't know Worship Conspiracy ten minute ten minute oil change and Bring the Heat which is my uh, MLB walk song. song. If I was a, if I was a, um, you know, or a pitcher, if he's walking onto the field. Sure, That's yeah. It. If you're like a closer, yeah, yeah. Mariano
1: Rivera yeah. coming
0: out, bring the heat. Let's do it. I'm gonna listen to this whole album on the way home. Oh man, <laughs> one two conductor. Let's go. Such a good, such a good record, dude. And then yes, next we have, um, next we have by God, yeah, which is I'm another good with great playing
1: tracks one through three. Any of them, okay, like, part of. That's so weird.
2: God.
0: now that's a great southernism yeah. right I guess it's not a southernism My it's God. really like an it's an older saying Is like by Jove uh, you know but but it gets used a lot in the south I feel like they kind of turn I love the, turn way the way phrase abyss abyss to the deep abyss And we're gonna go with another uh, tempo change. My hands. And key change. My
2: and, so I and I good.
0: we're just gonna we're just gonna play these whole albums here. Do not rock stars or God of Elijah, either one. Not rock stars. Here we go. Track two.
1: There it is. With the squeal yeah. underneath. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Brad was great at that sort of Zach Wildey yeah. squeal move.
1: He also is the one of the best palm muters of yeah. a rock. Like, yeah. there's a trick for you, rock, like, his, there's no bleed over. Yeah. Clean.
0: Love the, the syncop- syncopation of the riff that it's just barely, it's a 16th note off the beat. Just freaking love this band so much. Let's move on, or I'm going to get bogged down in these early <laughs> albums and we'll be here for five hours again. Okay, keep um, it moving.
1: We don't have to do the whole discography if you don't want to. No, 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 but we but definitely got to hit some,
0: hit some spots. Um, so... Okay, we do have to hit... Let's see. Okay, gosh. Back Again 2003. Um, Dadgummit. Okay, I'm going to... Back Again 2003. It's awesome. Okay, then the self-titled album Disciple 2005. The Wait Is Over. Um, Oh, come on. Okay, here's The Wait Is Over. (laughs) Uh, Rise Up. On this one, cheese.
1: Bro, it's so good. The wait is over, the fire's burning, fughts are It's
2: on the way is over. Sits in the ships.
0: We're broken yeah This one was with uh, Ino Records, so this one they signed again with a with a label, and I believe this is their first with Joey Fife. He
1: joined in like two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. So he he was probably on back again.
0: Yeah. So I think that was their first first post Joey Fife uh, album, and. And that one had uh, number one Christian Rock hits with Wait Is Over, Into Black, Rise Up, two more Dove Award nominations. Um, They also had number one Rock hits on the Back Again album with Back Again and Wait. And um, I mean, they've just consistently, like I said, they've consistently been consistent. that's um consistently Consist- you know.
1: really been consistent
0: and then you get oh gosh then you get into uh, scars remain which had one of their biggest hits um after the world this song was really yeah. really big for them yeah and we
1: talked with him about that one so it's Break a little more acoustic rest, there it? try to hide
2: your face Recorded lines that just will not erase
0: power ballad coming in hot our first ballad awesome <laughs> <laughs> They can't all be screamers. So, big hit for them there. You can't deny the Nickelback vibes oh, yeah, on that no, one. Right? I mean, it's That's, all over. Ph- yeah. Photograph is all over that yep. song. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, also, one of my favorites on that record is uh, Game On. This one's the one that got used uh, by WWE, and it's been I used it. for some other stuff. But this this song just murders. <laughs> Screamage. You know what I mean? Like
2: Look and see who's standing now. Didn't even know that you would never cross until a sneak attack when the weak side. We unaware that we were in a fight. I guess that's part of the problem.
0: I don't know. I love I love the way that Kevin Kevin writes with a kind of a colloquial voice a lot of the time. Yep. Like he uh, it's he he remains like just a Southern dude in his writing, you know, a lot of time he has uh, a a way of of putting things, um, that just, I don't know that just, I don't know if I'm even able to convey, but he has a certain way of writing certain things that is just a reminder that like, dude, I'm from East Tennessee, you know what I mean? It it doesn't, it's not like a redneck thing and it's Uh not like a country thing. It's like a, but it's just a certain, um, if I say plain spoken, that sounds like I'm saying he comes off like generic, he's not smart. He's not. That's not what I'm saying, but it's a certain uh, forthrightness of speech. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like just really connects. I I, I just love it. Um, and so my son went to see um, Disciple. I think we talked about this in the interview. But my son went to see Disciple several months ago um, when they came through Chattanooga and they closed with a combination, a mashup of, of game on. And I just know, and like blew his mind, like, because he's been, he's been listening to Disciple. You know, I've been listening since I was in like middle school, early high school. He's been listening since the day Where, he was born.
1: Because he's Rob's son.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and he, and he, you know, loves them too. And so, um, getting, you know, getting to see him, uh, getting to see them do that. That was a treat. So that was the last album no. featuring the original trio featuring, right. After, uh, no, they're on Southern Hospitality.
1: All three of them? Yeah, they're all three of them, and yeah, and Joey's with them. Okay, yeah, okay. They're on Southern Hospitality. That's the last one.
0: Okay, my bad. Okay, so, so yeah, Southern Hospitality is the next one, and then I think maybe that's the last one. Okay, all right. So then we get what's your what's your jam on Southern Hospitality? And then horseshoes and we could just in, hit the uh, oh and gosh. then
1: horseshoes and hand grenades. That's
0: so many great albums, jeez, Louise. All we right, can keep it moving, keep Hors- it, it
1: moving. Hors-
0: okay. Horses and, okay. Horseshoes and Derek's hand grenades. Horseshoes and okay, horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, right? and this um shoes and Hand Grenades has maybe their biggest song, Dear X, Dear You X. Don't Own Me. Let's let's hit that one. I love to see an artist be around for a good long while and have success and then have something that blows up. Yeah. Like this yeah. thing, you know?
1: yes, yeah. Same. Uh, do you think the success of that track is due to the name being called Dear X, even though it's talking about like the past, not like Dear your whatever? Not
0: like your X as in EX. I don't know. I mean, I think that probably. Do you think that caught some mainstream. Uh, maybe. Well, and it's, it's like the X just represents whatever you need it yeah. to represent. Yeah. Right? It's not. Yeah. So it's like. You so can, for clarity, it's the letter X. It's yes. those, it's not dear E X. Right. It's yes. dear letter X. Dear my X person. Yeah. No, it's yeah, dear Which is prop- what prompted my question. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It could I mean because I'm sure yeah, I'm sure that would be easy to easy to connect with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and yeah, for sure. I yeah. think probably so. Definitely. Um why don't we okay, I think this is a good time because this is when we kind of start having some lineup changes. Why okay. don't, is it now a good time to meet the band? Let, or should you want to save it?
1: Let's get, give me two more albums. Okay, And then
0: okay. I'll do it where I so, want to do it. All right, two more albums. So so Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is 10. Right. And that's another just, I just think they're just so good at being Southern without being redneck. Yeah. Right? Like Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is such a good album title. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know what I mean? Okay, so we, next we'll go, what, 2012 of oh yep. God Save Us All? Yep. Okay, and let's go, Um, I don't know, maybe Draw the Line?
2: Sure. This is where I draw.
0: A little more commercial vibes on this one.
1: This may be a little more palatable for those of y'all that are not quite into the heavier edge. Yeah,
0: a little radio friendly for more stations. Yeah. Just freaking love them. They're just so great. Okay, so then we'll go. Attack. This is so I'm trying to save us from the, the King's everything. X syndrome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really. no, you're good. We can just talk about a couple of these if we need to. But okay, attack, so, attack, I know that was the one that was funded by Kickstarter. Yeah, attack 2014 and um, a little crowdfunded oh gosh, let's album. Do, I will just start it with here's radical. Here's the opener. That's dope. I, I, die, I realize, like, so far, this episode is kind of just us playing music, being yeah. like, that's, well, like great. Oh, that's cool. It's a good song. I love Listen this. Listen to that. You're here
1: comes. <laughs> pick this one. Yeah.
0: But You know what? Episode 250, baby. <laughs> that's this, right, is this is us.
1: for us. This is just having a listening party. That's Y'all are right. welcome. Come to our listening party and then hear us talk to Kevin afterwards.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, at this point, the Shall we
1: meet the band. I, I want to get I want to get I want to get to Long Live the
0: Rebels which I is their so
1: I just want to get uh, we won't count the live album okay. I mean it is an album live Did Mark but it's we won't count uh, yeah let's let's get All to All right
0: pick the song Long Live the Rebels Oh
1: uh, definitely for me I know this one no no doubt on this one race. So okay. I want to hear race. I love the production on this I think one thing I yeah. love about that is that's that's the pop punk side vocally okay. that I like in some of his like he doesn't mm. he's not a pop punk vocalist at yeah. all. He's a screamer, he's a screamer, he's a screamer. Yeah. But I like the way they produced this album okay. um, into that. And uh, anyway, I like that a lot. So now let's meet the band. Okay. And we're gonna meet some different iterations of Disciple. All right, let's do it. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the
2: band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's
1: All right, so we're gonna meet the band that played on "Long Live the Rebels," and then from there, I'm gonna tell you why we why we're going that way. Okay. So on lead vocals, we got Kevin, who we're gonna hang out with at the end. On rhythm guitar, bass guitar, backing vocals, and co vocals, co lead vocals, Josiah Prince. On lead guitar, bass guitar, and backing vocals, we have Andrew Stanton, <laughs> yeah. and then on drums, we got Joey West. Yeah. So, and actually, huge shout out to Andrew. He actually was the person that helped us facilitate getting this interview. So mm-hmm. I went through Andrew. Uh, To get there, Um, and and he was great. He was great, great working with him. Um, I I talk a little bit about some of the things I like about Andrew. Um, Anyway, he was in a a a group that called I Am Empire that I really like. They had a song called Brain Damage, but. Um, so that's the band there. That is still the same band as of today. Right. Now, touring wise, they had a guy named Josh Kin. I don't want to mess up his last name. It's either Kinchelo, it's K I N C H E L O E. He played bass in the year 2015 with them. Okay. Other than that, John Panzer and Marco Pera now tour with that group. And John plays guitar and Marco plays bass. So that way they have a full band set up. Okay. So that's the band now. Yeah. But if we're going classic disciple rob mentioned the initial three piece which had, three piece which had kevin on bass and lead vocals tim barrett on drums and brad noah on guitar yes so and that,
0: very and, very very originally there was a fourth member yep um and while you're looking that up travis wyrick actually produced all
1: their early stuff and so he's kind of an honorary member of that band as well because he um you know he did a lot of their a lot of their stuff uh, adrian is adrian who you're talking about yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. That's it. Yes. That's what hey, I have
0: Adrian D. Tomasi, original, uh, uh like original, original, nineteen ninety two, uh, you know, whatever. But by the time they started putting out uh music, he was not not part of the band anymore. So yeah. Um one of the most he played bass with them, right? He yes, played, because, he played because bass it was after he left that, that Kevin that Kevin started playing bass. Play yeah. But um as far as by the time I'd seen him it was a uh, you know already a three piece the power power trio of power trios yeah, really yeah, yeah. like um okay and then okay so we've so only moving got on a couple, couple the
1: albums left
0: we got love, love letter, letter kill, kill shot. shot in 2020 or was that 2019 uh 19 okay
1: 2019 if you don't have a preference well you can play it but i want okay. i want to hear panic room okay yeah yeah cuz that's got uh it's got uh it's got Andrew schwab of project 86 on there
0: with him okay Here's uh here's Panic Room from Love Letter Kill Shot.
1: Yeah, so Project 86 for those of y'all that don't know is another um, late '90s yeah. early 2000s yeah. uh, heavier Christian group. Yeah,
0: Project 86. We should do a just a playlist or something of like our favorite like '90s early 2000s heavy Christian yeah. stuff. Staves Acre. Yeah. Uh, Man. <laughs> Zayal. Z- yeah. Zayal. <laughs> MXPX. Punch, I want
2: to steal yeah. the Emperor's <laughs> throne. I want a kingdom for my own. I want a castle where I don't care to get rich and die alone. Sometimes I scare myself.
1: Sometimes I scare myself.
2: Sometimes I scare myself. Sometimes I
1: scare myself. Sometimes I scan myself. There it is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're just so good. So good. I, I like that song a lot. Love it. That's great. And then, of course, their latest project is the brand new Skeleton Psalms, um, and which we played the the uh, first single off of. I also want to play uh, something that they did really recently. So this is a this is a collab that they did. Called Amen to that. Trampolines, Disciple and Legend. I love this.
2: Your kingdom come, will be done Earth as
0: Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> totally different thing than you're yeah. expecting when you see Disciple's name come yeah. up. Like, is that a drum track? Yeah. With <laughs>
1: I didn't know yeah. who that artist was. Legend? Legend, yeah, I don't know. Okay, know. when he started, I said there'll be an
0: auto tune section in this portion, <laughs> and it was there. <laughs> anyway, that's a lot of fun. I've had, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, listening to that. That's great. And then there's the, the like official disciple side project, uh, honor and glory which is like just straight up worship band, yeah. but worship music that you would expect from, from disciple. disciple. It's yep. like not wussified really at all. Yep. It's just vertically directed. Yeah. It's you not know what Bethel. I mean? so, right. You, it's no. not, yeah, it's not Bethel. It's not elevation. It's, it, you not, know, it's yeah. yeah, it's disciple. Um, It's not anything in
1: integrity with a white backdrop. (laughs) Like it's not. It's not. That's right. It's like a cover
0: within a cover. Square in the middle. It is white all around. Big old thick white back. They're like we got. There's there's just entirely too much real estate on this CD cover. How can we shrink? How can we make it
1: look worse? Yeah. They're like, let's take this bad cover and make it worse by surrounding it with more white. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How can we shrink it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's good. That's uh, good. Okay. Uh, let's play Stop the Genius. <clears throat> oh, gosh, yeah. Let's please. play Stop the Genius. Okay. Stop the Genius. Stop the Genius. Stop the Genius. To Stump the Genius. Jump take your part. I take your part. All right, we're going to play Stump the Genius. Uh, his name is Kevin Young. Yeah. So we're going old or young trivia. Old so, or uh, young? Y- old and y- this is just about ages and stuff. So this is age trivia. Okay. Tony Bennett. He <laughs> He's a, old. He set a Guinness ding, World ding, ding. Record by releasing a charting album of new music. At what age? I'm going to give you four choices. Okay.
0: 88, 90, 95. I. F- I think 90. I'm going 95. 90. What? 95.
1: World record. Holy smokes. Releasing a charting album at 95 of 95. new music. New music at 95. Tony freaking Bennett. Holy cow. So, Kevin Young may be still going at 95. Still screaming. I hope so. But, man, I hope so. that's freaking awesome. All right. 1963. Stevie Wonder became the youngest to record a number one single with fingertips. Okay. How old? 13, 14, 15. I, I want to say it was 14. 13!
0: Talk about right. okay. We're stuck. I keep picking these middle we're numbers. Right I'm, right oh, man. I know.
1: The youngest player to win MVP, it was age 21, was it Johnny Bench, Vida Blue, or Stan
0: Musial? <laughs> <laughs> well, since you emphasized Vida Blue, I'm going to go with Vida Blue. There you go. Hey. The
1: other, yay! You threw me a bone. The Thank others you. were uh, 22, so. Okay. Oldest player yeah. to win MLB MVP, age 40, Um, Barry Bonds Willie Stargell Dennis Eckersley
0: Uh, let's see who was 40 when they won MVP I don't think Bonds was 40 Let's go with Willie Star. It's
1: Bond.
2: It's Bond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rob is getting stumped on on this. Wow, not my day.
1: O- Old or young today. Jeez. All right, he had a signi- He had a hit at age seventy-five with his signature song "Boom Boom." Was it Muddy oh. Waters, Freddie King, or John Lee John Hook. Lee there you oh, go. Boom, boom. Okay, right. He had the hit in '62 and then again yeah. in '92. Yeah. So he was seventy-five at Jeez. the time. So saved it with some blues at the end. <laughs> yes. Right up Rob's alley. Two for five today. Good not his strongest grief. day. Not his strongest. I was just
0: tempted to use a phrase that I haven't heard in probably thirty years, and I've only ever heard one person use it. So okay. now I don't know if it's a real thing or if this was just this one person's thing. Have you ever heard somebody say "good cow"? No. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. I don't think I've ever. Just popped in my head. It was like a camp so. counselor or somebody that I had. Yeah. A you know a, a summer summer uh, school something teacher or whatever. Hey,
1: if you bat four hundred like you did today in the major leagues, in you're majors, going to the All Star One game. of the
0: greats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm Ted Williams. Yeah, you're Tony you know, Gwynn. But. No genius, no genius. <laughs> um, all right, hey, we'll bounce back next week. We'll, see. we'll bounce back next week. So listen, I know this this episode has been a little bit light on like theory or yeah. like you know yeah. it's mostly just been us being like Where guys. Here's a
1: squeal. This is, here's yeah. a palm mute yeah. and here's some screaming.
0: That's right. I will say I don't I don't think I said this in the interview. But the first time I the first time I saw a disciple. I was still, I had literally just, and I mean, just started playing guitar, okay? So the first time I see Disciple, uh, it's it's uh, it's Tim and Brad um, and Kevin, right? And I had no idea what drop D tuning was, uh-huh. okay? Um, but obviously, they're playing in drop D, maybe drop D flat, um, and um, so Brad was kind enough at the, at the end of the show, I was like, oh, I play guitar. Can I, you know, can I see your guitar? Uh. And he let me play his guitar, which I cannot believe now. Cause it was like a Gibson Les Paul. It was <laughs> like, a, right. It wasn't even like an Epiphone. It was like a real Les Paul. And, uh, so I can't I'm believe it. M- I'm
1: amazed at Rob's brazenness to go up and ask him to play guitar. And I that's, know, I, that's very un-Rob Alley. In
0: my mind just now I went, how did I, I even go the, about the, that like conversation? Rob Alley, I can't imagine. He, he must've had to offered it yeah it, there's no way i would have asked that uh-huh. so he's like he, you've been watching my hands a lot tonight
1: right Do you yeah want to yeah, play yeah.
0: This? yeah so I, you know and maybe I, I no, i can see myself bringing up oh you know i'm i'm playing you know i play guitar you know blah blah blah. and so he must have been like dude you know you want so anyway so something happened that impacted my view of les Pauls for a long time i didn't i, I thought les Pauls like, were this, awful this is heavy because <laughs> well yeah it was heavy but it. I didn't know what drop D tuning was, and so I picked it up, and I thought the bottom string was a full step flat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought, oh man, Les, Les Paul oh. suck. They 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 can't hold their tuning, uh-huh. like you know what I mean. <laughs> And like, I'm like, how did they even get through that set without him having to retune, you yeah. know, because I didn't know anything at all about alternate tunings or whatever. Uh, and for the
1: listener, point. drop D tuning is, wh- if you don't know, because yeah. there might be somebody that don't know right. out there, it's where you take, I should let you
0: explain it. It's when you take the bottom E and you tune it down to D. Yeah, there you that's go. it. And so it makes for easy power chords yeah. up and down the neck and these really like chunky, you know. And um, every song Creed ever wrote is in drop D. Tuning. Yeah, drop D. It's <laughs> great for, I mean, it's great for heavy rock and, and then you go drop D flat, you know, yeah. tune everything down to half step then tune the bottom down a full step um and it gives you this big chunky gnarly you know that kind of stuff you can do um really easily and um and so but I just cluelessly was like I just completely wrote off Les Paul. That's why I play Fenders <laughs> to this day is because my brain It's Brad's fault goes, yeah, it goes, Oh, Gibson suck, man. They can't hold their tuning, you know? <laughs> then and you got the Wolfgang, which has the drop D tuner. That's right. That you on purpose. Just, just pull it, just pull it in your set. Yeah. So I don't even I couldn't even tell you at what point I came to that realization that's that funny. like, oh, his guitar wasn't out of tune. It was that on purpose. <laughs> But anyway, okay. lessons learned. Lessons dude, happy learned. 250. Happy Let's two chat with Kevin. 50. Two. I mean, it really, when I said it out loud, 250 episodes. Times we've put our, our thoughts into the world. Wow. A lot. That is really. Something. That's a lot, that's dude. That's a freaking lot. Man, that's really, that's a lot of episodes. Your friend JP. I'm so proud of what we've done on Let's this show. Let's keep it going. You know? Thank like, you guys out there for listening and caring enough to let us keep going. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I mean, we would have kept doing this without you, but we're so glad so you're much on board with you, so. you know? Um, and you know what? We've come to know many of you through social media outlets and we would love to know some more of you. So if you're out there listening today, join us on Instagram and Facebook at great song pod. Uh, join the Facebook group, which is called Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. It's kind of like the inner circle of the fandom, you And know? if this is
1: your first listen through,
0: and you're like, like Rob hinted at, we talk theory
1: a lot. Yeah. And we normally, well, not enough, and then we talk more in depth on band members most times. Yeah.
0: So come check out other stuff. We, yeah, n- typically we'll go through one song and we'll really kind of dig deep into that one song. But we couldn't do that with Disciple. No. It's literally our, one of our favorite songs. R250. Yeah. Our, listening party. Our, our milestone episodes every fifty every fifty episodes that we do like this, we just do literally whatever we want. Yeah. And so <laughs> Um, it's sort of self-indulgent <laughs> if you, if you want to call it that, but we don't care. It's, we did what we wanted to do. And we're like, dude, let's We'll get, see it. 300, get ready. Right. It's going to happen. That's Maybe right.
1: 275, you 300,
0: never 300. I'm calling it now. We're doing John Lithgow singing in the bathtub. <laughs> we're
1: going to get John that's, Lithgow yeah, on we're here. Gonna,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, we're going for it. All right. Um, so let's go talk to Kevin Young from Disciple and uh, we'll catch you again on the other side. <laughs> this is the great song podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Kevin Young of Disciple. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today on the Great Song Podcast.
3: It's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me.
0: We're already having a good time in our like uh, pre-interview link-up, so I know this is going to be going to be a fun interview. Um, yes. First, I I just kind of got to say like. Thank you, like, for still going hard and for for being, you know, for keeping disciple going all these years. My son went to your show in Chattanooga like two weeks ago, um, and right. uh, and like since he's literally a toddler, I just know has been like one of his favorite songs. And so when he was like, he was like, Dad, at the end of the show, they did this mashup of Game On, and I just know, and my brain literally exploded. <laughs> And so, you know, I just want to say thanks for like keeping Uh, that, you know, keeping that thing going. Like it's generational at this point. You guys have been around long enough that like you're affecting generations of people. How dope is that?
3: That's so funny. Uh, Well, yeah, yeah, I wish I would have matured in the the time, (laughs) uh, in this generational time more than I have. But uh, that's really cool, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so the that, thats what I think of. I think you know it's been such a long time. I should have grown up by now, but now I'm still a child. So,
0: the uh, the first time I ever saw you guys, uh, for, first time I ever heard of you guys, my you guys came and played a lock-in in Chattanooga. My youth pastor was a guy named Doug Hodge who grew up in Maryville, and uh he brought you guys down, and you guys oh played a lock-in gosh. at the YMCA, and. I-
3: Oh, my gosh.
0: And uh, you guys. I know
3: Doug well, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing.
0: Then you guys threw the lifeguard in the pool. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I'm sure you've come a little way since then, but.
3: Oh, no, absolutely not. And and nor, nor do I want to man you guys keep you keep name dropping it makes me just be like what's what's what are these what are these folks up to what's Doug Hodge up to yeah, yeah. Oh, what,
1: what our listeners don't know is like for five or seven minutes before we were just talking about friends that we had that were mutual friends yeah. so uh, so yeah we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're continuing we some, that, that going y'all gotta
3: y'all gotta quit name dropping if you, if you want to <laughs> keep on task here I, I, right. I just want to I want to reconnect with all these old old names here. We'll send you some contact information later because we still. There you go. Okay. There you go.
0: Let me start with the with the latest I've heard from Disciple, and I just heard this the other day while I was doing research. I did not know this existed, Uh, but it's the collab you did with Trampolines um called amen to that which is kind of a really different thing uh than you know people might have come to expect from disciple but man it's so cool uh you know hearing you on that track and in in that kind of vibe tell us kind of how that came about that collaboration
3: oh i mean it's not as as um (laughs) good of a story as you think you know if anybody wants me to sing on their stuff uh I'll. I usually say yes, especially when they dangle money in front of my face. I'll say yeah, let's go. <laughs> so it's not. It's not all that interesting. They're. They're an awesome uh, group, and they uh, are booked by the same booking agency as we are, and they. They do a lot of missions work, and um, just a really cool, talented uh, duo group. And um, they're like, "Hey, you want to sing on this?" I was like, hey, "Yeah," <laughs> uh, and I also just sang on Cutlass's new single. Oh, so. um. End of the world. So um so I I do that a little bit every once in a while. Josiah, our guitar player and Andrew Stanton, um, our other guitar player, um, they both are producers and so they've always got bands coming in to the studio. So it's um uh, it's it's an easy request if somebody ever asks.
1: And, Andrew's been great in hooking us up together, and it was cool for me to get to talk to him because I I was an IM Empire fan. I liked Brain Damage a lot, so to know that he's with you guys was kind of cool to 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 sync up that way. So I thought that was kind of cool little little segue in there. When we talked to uh, more newer, um, more newer disciple i'm gonna go older um we talked before we started about the the not rock stars video so you're alternating between yeah. between two jerseys one is a number 16 vols jersey that's got to be a Peyton yeah. jersey at that time the other is a number 32 falcons jersey do you remember is that a jamal yeah. anderson jersey do you remember did it say it Anderson is on the back a jamal anderson Oh, okay it cool. is a
3: jamal anderson jersey yeah that's,
1: that's a win for me was okay. he a running back running okay. back absolutely yes so and, yes,
3: and for we, the for the 1998 NFC Championship team that lost in the Super Bowl to the Denver Broncos. Generally. Wow,
1: <laughs> there's some knowledge drop. Okay, heartbreak. I heard the heartbreak.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well I see your Atlanta uh, jersey hanging up there in the background. It looks uh-huh. like a oh yeah baseball, yeah. I'm, I'm a big jersey, we're so. both
1: big Braves fans. Yeah. So I went to Game Three of the World yeah. Series last year. So that's, uh, that's like we're we're about it. Thank like, yeah.
3: Oh, that's awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah, we're we're uh the the whole band is is Braves fans except for Andrew. And speaking of Andrew, you brought you brought him up. He's a wonderful human being. Great great band that he was in, I am Empire, and Josiah is also a wonderful human being. Uh Andrew is an, an Oakland A's fan because okay. he's from that area. So but he but he he watches so much Braves around us <laughs> that he actually secretly he cheers for them as a backup team. He's like, okay. he's like, I I see so many Braves games. I can't help but not like them. Yeah. Well, at least they're in, I, I one made
1: thing, ones in the American ones in the National. He can uh, just hope they end up in the World Series together.
3: Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it wouldn't matter. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we all are Braves fans. But uh, I made the terrible decision as a young man at the growing up a Braves fan because of my dad. Uh, before the Titans moved to Tennessee, and I'm from I'm from Maryville, Tennessee, which everyone else would probably pronounce it Maryville, but uh, <laughs> Um Maryville, yeah. And uh, anyway, before the Titans moved in, that was all. There was no pro, pro sports over there; it was just college football. And so I, I said, "Well, I'm cheering for the Braves. I might as well cheer for the Falcons, the Hawks, as well." And it's uh, probably one of my 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 deepest regrets ever <laughs> doing that. Uh, <laughs> Because I can't go back now. You know, it's too late now. So thanks, Atlanta.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for nothing. Thanks you you, for nothing, you dropped Maryville.
1: Yeah. The very first Chick uh, Chick Fil A sandwich I ever had was in the foothills mall there in Maryville. <laughs> so right beside Dugan's Men's store, they had a Chick Fil A, and I was like, "This sandwich is awesome." So thank you, you Mer- keep Lucky. man.
3: You're like you're like literally bringing. You just keep saying things that are just flashbacks. Yeah. Dugan's men's store. Yeah. My, I mean, my uncle, it is my not uncle there anymore. There. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, let's, wow. Let's talk for a second about the art of the scream. Uh, you've been at this for a long time now. Tell us about what it takes to pull off the kind of aggressive aggressive vocals that you give uh, and how your maybe your technique or approach has evolved since the early days.
3: Um, well, I used to be better at it. <laughs> I think, I think that's, uh, I think that goes with everything. Uh, you know, cause rock and roll is a sport and, uh, I definitely, I definitely feel like I used to be better at screaming, but it's never been, it's never been easy. Uh, the art of the scream is, it's, it's two different games. It's whether you're singing in the studio or singing live, you know, live. You know, I, I can, I can scream all night long. It doesn't even really matter. Um, but in the studio, you know, they always make me push harder, scream harder. And, and, you know, when you're singing a song, you just sing the part and the song's over, but in the studio, you know, they scream and a part, and they're like, all right, do that again. You know, let's, let's see if we can get a better take, you know, all right, try it again. We'll double it. Okay. Try that again. So you're screaming like the same part, like four or five, six times in a row before you even moved on. So you're like only focusing on three or four seconds of the song. Now now you get to move on to the next thing. And by that time your head is killing you and and uh just it's it's um yeah a lot of people don't don't know this. It's really, really painful in the studio. Mm. It's like um I don't know if you've ever been in a fight. It's it's like getting hit in the head <laughs> <with> somebody just <laughs> punching you in the temple. I'll come out I remember one one time the Travis Wirek studio in Knoxville I literally was hurting, uh, so bad. I, I, I fell to my knees and I just, I laid there and, uh, face down in the studio for about 30 minutes before I could get back up again. Wow. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Yeah. It was, it's, uh, it's, um, and, 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 and no pity, no, don't pity <laughs> me because I love, I love what I do. Uh, but yeah, that's just something that somebody that most people don't really know when it comes to screaming. Like, Screaming on stage, it's nothing. It's fun. It's awesome having a good time. But in the studio, man, you know, you're trying to put something on the album that's going to stay there forever. And they, they just make you do it over and over again. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like concussion grade, you know. Head pain. It's well, pretty crazy. Well, speaking on, I'm pretty sure I'll die of an aneurysm at some point. <laughs> oh, you know, they be like, no, please don't, on, like yeah, I knew yeah, that was fair. coming.
1: <laughs> I knew that was coming. The uh, well, speaking of messing with equilibrium, um, the vocals ba- bouncing back and forth, panned at the beginning of uh, "I Just Know" still messes with my yeah. equilibrium <laughs> uh, when I listen to headphones. <laughs> and the uh, the I oh, don't care cool. if you speak in tongues, and I don't care if you're into submersion is a is a reference that only me and Rob and uh, the the cog. You're getting like It's very with that niche yeah. There So, um, so <laughs> Yeah man Rob Well a, I grew
3: up COG So that's yeah. that, I'm speaking to you guys That's yeah. right That's for us I was We ask, truly
0: appreciate that Yeah I mean You know We, we grew up For people who are listening Who don't know We grew up in the same Sort of theological neighborhood You know I'm an ordained minister In the church of God JP grew up at a church of God In Athens um, And so I, I know We both know The kind of East Tennessee Church environment You know That you probably came up in um, That said did you encounter a lot of friction coming up as a heavy rock band in the early nineties when it was still very looked down on in those circles? Um, how long in being a, a long-haired, you know, rock band leader did it take before your home churches accepted that what you were doing wasn't like of the devil? <laughs>
3: Uh yes and no. Again, you guys keep making me want to ask questions. Let me ask this one it. question, just yes or no, and then I'll answer your question. Did you go to Church of God Youth Camp on Signal Mountain? Oh,
1: every year. I did. Yes. Uh,
3: okay. Absolutely. All right. All right.
1: Was uh was Childress guy or David Stevens your guy? I was uh both. Okay, both. Yeah, same. I'm 41. So, okay. so you are you just got us uh, by a few years, but not much. Yes, all right. So we, we Okay, were, wow. We this ran the same thing. Yeah, do you remember when they – okay, you're probably in that age. Then. Remember when you used to go to Showbiz Pizza on Wednesday, and they'd give you the tokens at Church of God Youth Camp, and then you'd have the one day on the ferry?
3: Oh, um, absolutely.
1: Dude, that was the junk. And oh, had, man.
3: Thursday wow. night, this ferry night, a, you is, got to pick the incredible. girl
1: to, like, oh, I'm going to be on the ferry with so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff, man.
3: You're hilarious. Uh, I, I I actually could could walk. Um, well, no, I think it's at my mom and dad's house. I I won Mr. Youth Camp. Shut one year up. Back uh, when they used yeah. to do that, I'm sure yes. you
1: did. I did not, but I wanted to be <laughs> friends with that guy. That's awesome. Well done.
3: Well, here's here's how you do it. You you go. Uh, I was too old. You know they had the age groups. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, would I, I went to the 10 and 11 group with my friend who was a little bit younger than me. Okay. And so I was the oldest, Dude, I was the oldest one there. That's the way to that's, go. that's how you buck the system. That's right. right. You're like the so. college
1: guy that like, you, you like yes, sneak exactly. them candy, cigarettes and stuff. You're like, check this <laughs> out. Yes, exactly.
3: Exactly. That's how, that's how I was. I was never cool enough in my own age group, but you know, when I was the oldest one, it, it all worked out anyway. They're like, okay, that guy's is. got a
1: Walkman. That guy's
2: awesome. <laughs> 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 oh my
3: god. <laughs> okay, to answer uh your question, yes, um we did uh, receive a little bit of friction, but it was it was very early on. It was literally before we even really considered that we started the band. You know, I I actually started playing in disciple around 1989 or 1990 with some middle school friends of mine and Tim, our original drummer was in the band with me then. But we don't actually professionally consider that because I mean I was in middle school, and uh, while we while we would do band practices um, at this church that I grew up in, they uh, they allowed us to come in and practice. But then they had a pastor change, and and he you know wasn't cool with it. Which looking back, I mean, come on, you know, like we're talking middle school, so you know, uh, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old kids. Um. Yeah, I don't want them hanging around the church and and messing with our stage and sound while no one's in there. That makes a lot of sense, you know. Now, as a, as a grown man, back then I would say, you know, oh yeah, friction. Uh, but uh, you know, we I switched churches uh, around uh, age fourteen, and um, and started going to a church with Pastor Johnny Sweet was his name, and it was really a god just a godsend because. Um, yeah, I was, a, I was, a troubled kid. I got, I got in trouble a lot. And, um, for, for whatever reason, he just had, um, he just saw something special in me and, and really, um, kind of was, it was not into Christian rock music at all, was not, um, was really ticked off that i actually started getting his son into christian rock music you know (laughs) and things like that uh but but just believed in me at the same time and slowly but surely just had this turn and uh you know we started the band back when i was 16 years old and and and, you know in that just two-year period of me going to church there uh we started he he completely opened the church doors up for us and we had our band practices at that church, and you know, if it wasn't for that church, there would be no disciple. That's where we literally had hundreds of band practices, and uh, you know, wrote our first two albums that you guys have never heard. And then, you know, what was uh, I thinking? Oh, we, oh, we, we, oh, oh, we, whoa,
1: whoa, you, whoa! We've got a question about it. Yeah. So, "Trail of okay. Tears" and "Lake of Fire" on cassette. Uh, okay,
3: Norway. so you you, you have heard them then? I, okay, oh, well, dude, dude yeah, Ooh. yeah. So yeah, those albums were all, you know, written at, at that church and we funded those albums by selling Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, door to door on Saturday morning, man. So that's like, we, we would go to our jobs, you know, what, you know, minimum wage jobs that we could barely work at cause we were at school and, uh, we'd just go knocking door to door with, and our, our line was, we're trying to raise money for our youth ministry, you know, <laughs> and, uh. And, uh, yeah, so you could tell that we spent a few hundred dollars on those albums, you know, the way they sound, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. Now,
1: I'm. Go- I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, there's two places I want to go, um, and I don't know which one to go first. Since you touched on the uh, production of that, uh, the Long Live the Rebel yeah. album, which came out in 2007 or 16, excuse me, has a race. Do you ever listen to the polish of this, and then go back and listen to the rawness of that, or even My Daddy Can Whip Your Daddy, and say like, how far have we come just in polish on the on that?
3: I don't really listen to this. Like, okay. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> well then, well then,
1: I'll go another place. Then, <laughs> no,
3: um. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't listen to disciple very often. Like you were bringing up the Not Rockstars video, I don't even remember the video. Um, I did see it maybe like once yeah, a couple of years ago, but I don't really remember much much about it. Um, <clears throat> but no, I don't. I don't really think about it in in those terms of like, look how far we've come. I think that uh, a lot of times, but it doesn't really have to do with the the music. Um, I mean, all those songs were a- actually really special to me. Um, you know, some are better, some are better than others. But even the ones that are that are really bad, or you know, they they still have some kind of special thing about them. You know, because they are a time capsule of who I was at the moment yeah. and what we were wanting to say and all those things. And and it's it's almost just like watching an old uh an old movie you know like an old movie just doesn't you know look like a movie from today or sound like a movie from today or have the same screenwriting or you know uh plot twists and all those things but you still you know appreciate it there's still something special about it you know and um so i i kind of look at it that way i don't necessarily look at how far we've come even though I, i do realize we have we have come a long way um I'm more just like look back at it very grateful, I guess.
1: And I'll pause for like a second. If you see us like flashing signs, we're not doing baseball signals or gang signs. Like we have numbers. <laughs> we have numbers on a board of questions. So if you see me like three or five, no. I'm not like, hey, ask question five. It's just a little <laughs> You don't, don't have
3: to lie to get me to like you. I mean, you can <laughs> flash your game. You can flash your gang signs all you want. I won't judge, I promise. Yeah,
1: you know us Athens to. folks, I'm a, my, my friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's a little story that we probably won't put in, but they would carve in their shoulder. They were in a, a mm-hmm. Athens gang called Small Town Thugs, so they had STT in their oh, arm. No. That's about as thug as you get from Athens, but wow. anyway,
3: go ahead. There you go. <laughs> well, I had a Disciple bumper sticker on the back of my car in Knoxville. I got pulled over. Because the guy thought I was in a in a gang. There was a gang called Disciple. Oh, no way. And uh, apparently, I matched the description as well. I was just like, <laughs> uh, now, no, uh, no, I'm just the <laughs> name of a band, man. <laughs> wow. No gang.
0: No okay. gang. <laughs> Keeping it real. I
3: guess we are gang. You know. <laughs> right. That's I, true. You know. But not 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 the kind of gang he was thinking.
0: One of my favorite things you guys ever did, and and maybe depending on what your answer is, uh, one of the pettiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Was was in the liner notes of the uh, original "This Might Sting" a little release, uh, which I'm super excited to get on vinyl. By the way, for everybody who's who's vinyl fans, it's coming out on vinyl. Um, but where almost literally every single line of lyrics had in parentheses after it a scripture reference. Um, and I've always imagined that this was a response to people being, you know, blasted this, this blasted guitar music isn't even from the Bible, you know, (laughs) please tell me that I'm right. And that this was like the most Christian way of giving those people the finger.
3: (laughs) No, I'm sorry. You missed, you missed that one, but I love that. That's the way that came across. That makes (laughs) me laugh. Um, It's really funny. Uh, no, my favorite band growing up was um was Petra.
1: Shut and up, I, dude. That's my number, but that's it, crazy. Hey, go yeah,
3: ahead. the the absolute absolute favorite band. And I used to just get so stoked on buying a new Petra album and going backwards and buying a a new old Petra album for the sole purpose of opening up the liner notes and seeing they would put verses with the songs. And they wouldn't do like what we did. They'd, have like two or three at the top uh you know with the title and um i would i would listen to the song and follow along the lyrics and then i would go read these bible verses and it was just you know just my way of like super connecting to the band and connecting to god and getting a deeper understanding of what this song was really about and i think that i was just uh, overzealous in in that that you know if I if a particular line had something to do that had some kind of scripture um, you know um, foundation of what where I where I was what I was trying to say and where I got this idea from even though it was overkill, it would be like every single line. I was so overzealous about it. I'd be like, well, if somebody wants to know where I'm coming from, I, here's, here's where, where I got this idea from. So it was a lot more, um, innocent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can say pure. It's fine.
3: <laughs> In the, uh, I, I wasn't I were just kind of, uh, of what it meant to me to to see those, uh, Bible verses in those albums. And if, if so, I didn't actually think anybody would care enough to look them all up or anything, you know, but occasionally somebody will say, oh, our youth group, you know, did a Bible study with these verses and it was super cool. Uh, and that, that was just really, it is, I, it was, it was a really awesome thing for me to con- connect with God and, and through these songs. And so I was kind of just hoping for the same impact well yeah we're uh fine <laughs> we- <laughs> sorry man I, i've done a lot of other petty things we can get into that if you want but that that wasn't
1: one of them. well we'll do uh we'll do petra head-to-head trivia sometime we had uh john Schlitt on a couple well i guess it was last season a couple seasons ago and uh we did uh anyway it was it was fun yeah, I, i'll challenge fun. you to some petra sure. trivia someday that will be great the uh I'd like- and, it. and it's this is neat for us we'll tell you this now we may keep this out of the out of the interview but most of, we only do one christian if you will artist a season pretty much so this is we're typically a a secular podcast so this is nice for okay. us to have you on as our our christian if you will representative for this season
3: so um okay wow that's i'm now i'm really flattered thank you that's (laughs) awesome
1: so the back again album adding joey fight on bass um was it tough for you to hand uh, over bass duties or did you like that it freed you up a little bit to be more out front or was it tough to to hand that over
3: uh yes and no i mean you know uh every player is different. And so obviously you hand over your instrument to somebody, you know, they're not doing it exactly how you would, you know, those kinds of things were, were a little uh, frustrating or aggravating, but you know, again, older now and you kind of, and I've I've played with many, many players and and they're all just different. And you just kind of, I just kind of know that now. And I I really didn't have that uh, inside knowledge back then. Um, But he, he just played differently than I did. You know, I would say maybe better um, but the, the, the beautiful thing about handing it off was I was always trying to perform more, but I had the, I had the bass on. And so I, I, it was always holding me back. And you, if you ever watching those old live videos of us performing when we were a three piece, you know, I'd be standing in front of the microphone and you could just tell I was just, just ready to get away from that microphone stand. So I could actually just perform the way i wanted to and have some fun and just be myself you know like that's that's what was really fun for me was like hey this is how i would act if i was going to go see petra at a concert you know i would be i would be jazzed on this song i would be whatever you know i just want to do that and man when i handed the bass off i could finally be free and it, it took some adjusting you know because there was uh the first couple months it was totally you know ricky bobby like what do i do with my hands you know i, I didn't know i i've been holding the bass for so many years 10 years at that point that i my hands i, I literally did not know what to do with them it was so weird um and and, and then also jumping around all that energy i was like just uh, just out of breath you know like ah oh. so it took uh, some adjusting you know um And I think once your body gets used to it and says, oh, this is what we're doing. And, you know, it just kind of kicks in and, and now I'm used to it. It's totally fine.
1: You'd have to get in (laughs) shape. I I
3: hope I'm used to it by now. (laughs) Right.
1: You got to get in shape to do uh, "By God" and big bad wolf. If you've been jumping around, you can't just pull that one out without some, some stamina. Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, a lot of people will say, man, you guys have so much energy, you know, and, and, and. The truth is, is it's a choice. It's not that we have a bunch of energy. It's 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 a it's a conscious decision. <laughs> some some days your body doesn't feel like it, you're just like, nope. We're here, and uh, you know this may be somebody's only chance to see this show, and that's exactly what they're going to get. They're going to get the best we got, <laughs> whether we feel like it or not. Two, ten great. people there, or ten thousand people there, they're going to see the exact same show.
0: Uh, okay. So it, this is a, a random question. We're, we've talked about sports a little bit, I'm going to bring it back to sports for a second. I have always said okay. that the disciple song, bring the heat would be my MLB mm-hmm. walk-up music. If I was, if I was to get to play for the Braves, that would be my song. When I came up to the plate, do you know off the top of your head, what your MLB walk-up song would be?
3: Just any, any band ever.
0: Yeah. Any, any song by any yeah. band ever. What would yours be? I got you.
3: Uh, enemy by Skid Row would be a really uh, a really strong candidate. Oh, off the geez. top of my head, um, man, that's I wish I would have known this beforehand because I I, I feel like feel like there's a lot of really good ones out there. You can think but, on it, and we'll um, give
1: you our number. You can text us later. Yeah, just send us an email. Us <laughs> I'll or you can tell. I'll uh, I'll have Tammy reach out and get the answer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee you, there's a solid seven dust or Papa Roach rope song out there that, um, that, that I would, I would be jamming on for, for sure. And I, I'm just, I don't want to nail one down quite yet.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: But yeah, you can think, but of it. yeah, no, that's cool.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, one thing that's always been, uh, awesome, uh, to me and, and very apparent about disciple is that you've never, um, you're never hiding who you are, you know, uh, there's in a, in, in a genre where you could probably have advanced yourselves even further at times by, <clears throat> excuse me, by, you know, shedding some of your more overt Christianity. You, tell us about the yeah. decision to always keep it on display.
3: Um, it was just the heroes I had growing up, you know, um, Petra, White Cross, and, uh, those guys, <clears throat> when I go watch them perform, even Carmen, I mean, it, you, you go watch these, uh, artists perform and they would give an altar call or some kind of um, evangelism was present and i remember seeing carmen in knoxville at thompson bowling arena and, and it was like a billy graham crusade you just see you know thousands of people walking down front to accept jesus whenever he would uh give a message and then i went to a petra concert in 1990 or 91 and uh, possibly 92 uh, beyond belief tour and um uh, they uh Josh McDowell gave the message, and and I saw like probably three or four hundred people walk to the front and give their life to Christ that night. And um, so I I just loved that model of, of of Christian rock music and Christian contemporary music that was very evangelistic. You know, in the '90s when we started, you know, doing our thing, um, that was really beginning to die off. You know, they they all just just one by one kind of just stopped. Or felt you know, or just quit, or change their model or how they were doing things. and You know that was part of what was the 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 thing that made it special to me. That was so bold and courageous. Was this music that was so hard and heavy and was bold about their faith. And then they they would stop the music and then just give a clear message. I just loved that and always loved that. And it had a very special impact on me. And then. Um, you know, we just felt that that was part of our call. And so, you know, in the 90s, a lot of those guys, you know, weren't doing that. And I'm friends with all those guys. The Christian Rock uh, community is a, is a really small community. And we, we all eventually tour together, play together, know each other. And I love all them. I don't have a bad thing to say about anybody. Um, they're, all, they're all wonderful, great people. And, uh, you know, and, uh, I think Matt Baird from Spoken is probably the best example. He's just a super wonderful human being. And it's just like, you know, I just don't feel called, uh, to, to speak, you know, it's just, that's not what really, but like loves Jesus with all of his heart. Just, just feels like that's not his, his role or anything. And so I just appreciate everybody does it differently. Everybody has their own thing. Uh, but we wanted to do it this way. And uh, we felt a ton of pressure, uh, not to tell a big, long story, but, you know, I, I remember we were opening up for Cutlass, of all people, in New York City in 2006, <clears throat> and um, the a guy for Columbia Records was there that night to come see us, wanting to sign us, and he was a Jewish gentleman, and I remember our manager was there, the record label was there, the booking agency was there. And, they, and our guy from Columbia was there. And before he showed up, you know, they, they said, Hey, Kevin, we don't, you know, we know you get up there and you open up the Bible and like say something, read a, read a Bible verse and talk about Jesus. But tonight, you know, we don't want you to do that because we don't want to, uh, you to offend this guy. You know, he's a Jewish guy and, and we don't want you to offend him. And, um, and, you know, and so and we don't want to ruin your shot here, you know, at, at getting signed to this this record label. And I just kind of looked around, and there was nobody on my team, you know, quite, quite honest. Not throw everybody. The is this a Sunday school story right now that I'm living out? Like, are y'all are y'all serious right now? Like, this is hilarious. Like, it was so painfully obvious, you know. I was like, you know, so you're telling me all I have to do is just not read the Bible, not say the word Jesus from stage, and then all my dreams will come true. (laughs) Like this, this sounds very familiar, right? You know, like uh, I feel like I've read this, you know, in Sunday school like forty times, guys. This is, you know, funny, real good, real good. And they're like, they're like, no, Kevin, we're serious. And I'm like, y'all are out of your minds no i'm like no i'm not doing that you know and and they're like they get really upset it gets very heated and and they're like you know you're ruining it for everybody and and i was like don't you think he's going to find out who we are (laughs) you know yeah you think he's that dumb don't you think he's that we're going to pull the wool over this guy's eyes (laughs) you know he don't you think he's going to find out later you know, we're just going to present you know our 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 Facebook photo to this guy that's all doctored up, and then he finds out our imperfections later. You know, no, I, and and um, you know that was a that was a thing that we just kind of stood on. And I, I remember our manager years later apologizing to me and um, and saying, "Man, I am so sorry that that I I, I did that to you. I didn't." I didn't understand that that was a calling for you. You know, we were, you know, he managed all these successful bands and he was just doing his job, just Mm -hmm. trying to make us bigger and make us more money and provide for his family, provide for our families. And so no, no ill will towards him. But he was like, I just didn't understand. I apologize. He goes, I wish I would have, I wish I would have seen it sooner. And you know, uh, it it wasn't the lack of me not trying to tell him or uh, us be ourselves, but yeah, you know, we could have, we could have done all those things. Um, and, you know, I just didn't want to live my life that way. I didn't, I didn't want to uh, be looking back on the end of my days and, and, you know, have songs that I, that I wasn't proud of. And, and, uh, uh, a band I wasn't proud of and a band that I thought that I did what I wanted to do instead of what I felt like God was wanting me to do. And so, well, gl- um, those are glad- the choices I made and I'm sticking with
1: it. We're glad you did. We're yeah. glad you have. And the person that the one that matters is even more proud. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we'll be respectful of your time. Couple more questions. We'll be super yeah. stupid. Hey, You're, uh, so You're fine, man. You're fine. After the world from Scars Remain to me, is probably your yeah. most mainstream sounding hit. And I know it charted well and garnered you some some Dove Award nominations. Did hardcore disciple fans give a little pushback to the more acoustic approach? on that where they're like wait a minute this isn't disciple or were they pretty receptive did you find
3: i don't know it's been so long since that came out it's hard for me to remember but i i i feel like there was definitely some some weirdness in the band you know with it yeah um we'd always written slow songs you can always go back um the only i mean back again you know has a a nice slow song on it by God has several slow songs on it. What was I thinking has several slow songs on it. Um, so I think this might sting a little is probably our only album that doesn't have a slow song on the entire album. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like this new thing that we were doing, uh, but it did blow up. And I think that, that there was this part, you know, uh, of us that, portion of the band that kind of was like you know not wanting to play it all the time you know wanting to wanting to be heavier because yep. of you know our, our egos or things like that um but you know this is what we've said now it, it's it's it, the mantra we go by the absolute rule of songwriting is is this i don't want to hear what genre it is i don't want to hear what style the song is i don't want to hear i don't want to hear any of the adjectives that any fan or any um uh writer or critic will use i just want to know the answer to one question is it good
1: that's good yeah
3: and if it's good then it can go on our album is it is it metal i don't care is is it good is it rap you know uh, is it like rap rock i don't care is it good is it a ballad the question is is it good is it hard rock is it classic rock is it southern rock is it whatever the answer to the question is is the, question, is it, it, the thing is, is as writers you know if we chase down a genre and we just stay committed to that genre it it, it it's literally trying to you know handcuff your creativity you know and some days you're just inspired in different ways. And, you know, you kind of see it in our Southern Hospitality album. You know, mm-hmm. it's not one yeah. of our more successful albums, but it is a lot of people's favorite album. And I think that was because that was Brad, our original guitar player. That's just where he was. He's coming off of Scars Remain. But he's a, he's a guy who grew up listening to Stevie Ray Vaughn. And, uh, you know, man, he just wanted to play what he wanted to play at that point in his career. And, uh, man, those songs are really special. And a lot of people, a lot of people look at that album, you know, very fondly. Again, it didn't sell anywhere near like what scars remain did, but that's, that's, uh, that's the question. Is it good? And, uh, I think our new album, it is, I'll tell you how excited we are about it. It's, it's one of those albums. Like I told you, I don't listen to disciple very often because when we're, when we're making the music, We hear the song hundreds of times, and I mean that literally. We hear the song hundreds of times, working on it, trying to perfect it. Whatever we like these songs so much that we're working on them, and then we'll also like actually listen to them because we want to hear them. You know, that's how excited we are about the Skeleton Psalms album. It's it is just the metal songs are great, the rock songs are great, the slow songs are great, and and I say that. It's my opinion. If other people don't like it, then I, to- I totally get it. But the band is excited, you know. Like we really like it, so that's I feel awesome. like that's a good place to start. Is when the band is excited about the album, you know, then then uh, hopefully other people will be too.
0: For sure, that's yeah, great.
3: That's it's got a lot of songs on there that sound like old school disciples. That or, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Good. More that's than cool. more than a couple. So yeah, there there's a there's a, a couple songs on there that just. People are going to be like, yeah, yeah, I know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you couple, know, a couple of, us yeah, I know, OGs I know what they're it. doing. And it, and yeah. it wasn't intentional. It was just, again, it's like how, just how we're feeling, you know, at the time.
1: Yeah. Awesome. But um, I've got one and then yeah. I think Rob's got one and then we got one that we ask everybody, but they'll be quick. Yeah. Do you remember who, do you know who the two kids are on the, my daddy can whip your daddy cover?
3: I know them very well. <laughs>
0: You want to tell us who they okay, are? Okay, you don't you tell, you them tell them That's <laughs> <laughs> Were they friends? Sorry. That,
3: uh, they uh, were, uh, I guess they were, they are my nephew. Well, no, they're my cousins, my second cousin. Okay. So they are my, okay, cousin, cool. my that, cousin's children. My first a, cousin's children.
1: That was a question we just thought of, like, literally before you, we were just talking about album covers and how yeah. awesome the This Might yeah. sting a little cover was. I was like, I wonder who those two kids are. And I was like, I guess we can ask them. <laughs> <him." Yeah. laughs> anyway, okay, go ahead. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh I'm going to let's see. I'm going I've got two questions left, but I'm going to pare it down to one. Let me go with this one. What's the weirdest church okay. event you've been ever ever been asked to play?
3: gosh, uh, so I wish I would have been. I wish I had time to think about these it, questions. He's There's like I played this so, rock in and I yeah. threw this lifeguard
1: in the pool <laughs> and Doug Hodge was there.
3: <laughs> so I'm so glad you remember stuff like that. I would have never remembered that. I I I I tell Josiah all the time all the head banging I've I've head banged all my brains <laughs> tells away we make a joke any time I forget anything I'm like tell me about my life good life now, uh you know there's so many I remember do you know those uh, podiums that uh, had the microphone and there, like happening. a little speaker in the front of the microphone Absolutely <laughs> So back in the day when we would travel before we owned our own sound system or anything, you would travel and you'd show up to whatever, you know, they would have there. And uh, that was the church sound system was this podium that had the speaker, you know, whatever. And and, uh, so, yeah, we did a show. (laughs) Oh, man. We did a show uh, with with that (laughs) there's so many i don't even know how to even start man there's so many that's a good one. that's a tough one to top right there that's a goodie. i can tell i can tell you just so many embarrassing things i i I remember we played this 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 one's infamous and it's never as funny as when i tell it but for whatever reason it sticks with us and we me and the original guys we still text each other you know three or four times a year and we'll bring this up all the time we played mayfield kentucky one time and uh i remember the guy was playing music over over the uh the the louds the, uh, over the sound system while we were setting up and brad you know made a comment he was like he was like oh my gosh this music it's like they want us to leave and the guy was standing there he goes oh yeah this is my band you know um yeah exactly yeah no and and then of course it's off the rails from there we are dying laughing at brad you know because we're always picking on each other right always picking on each other and we're like way to go man uh it just stuff just stuff like that i can give you i can give you you know Books that can be written till the end of time about just us showing up and just something absolutely ridiculous uh, about the the church or us or or whatever you know that that um, podium
1: speaker story that's that's classic that's top that's top tier that's.
3: (laughs) That's how it's done, man. That's and how we it's get done. it. Like, we oh, get yeah, it. That joke sure.
0: lands with us. Yeah, I can see that church but that's know, right. in my mind. I know that. They've I know got exactly. the green oh, yeah. shag carpet.
3: <laughs> it, yeah, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> we cool. got invited to play in Latvia, one of my most be- beloved experiences. And uh, and they're from missionaries. And they kind of wanted to give us a full missionary experience. So they put us into an old Russian barracks for our room that had no phone and no TV and and no anything. And, and I was, I was like thinking in my head, you know, I appreciate the experience. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like,
3: like, you know, like, man, you know, I don't, I don't really need to, I don't really need to know what it's like to, yeah. to yeah. have the, the full, you know, missionary experience to yeah. be out here in the You cold could have just showed know, us. You could have walked us into right. the room and been yeah, like, "This is I, what it was I'm like."
1: Here is your hotel. I'm gonna
3: leave. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna leave it to you, missionaries, to experience all that. <laughs> I'm just here to play a show, anyway. Yeah, just the things that people think, right? You know, they're like, "Yeah, that way you know what it, kind of what it's like."
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. you're like this well, could have been a little thank you. I didn't, I
3: didn't sign up for that but okay yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright last question we ask everybody you're on tour you're either doing solo work you're with Disciple you're with whatever you're with Honor and Glory Honor which and everybody Glory. should go that's check right. out that's what we're going to talk about Okay. Uh, you go into a gas station what is your gas station snack food of choice while you're thinking of it I'll tell you mine mm. when I was growing up my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want I get a Three Musketeers bar because it's the most ounces and they're all the same price so I get a Three Musketeers bar what is Kevin's Gas station snack food of choice.
3: It's definitely going to be a, a zero sugar monster, either okay. ultraviolet or the uh, apple flavored one. I can't think of what the name it is name of it is right now. Ultra Paradise, maybe. Uh, and. Sunflower
0: seeds. Okay. Solid. There we go. We've had a rash That's been recently. a run yeah.
1: of sunflower seeds. Yeah. That's gonna be our next sponsor, some sunflower <laughs> seed company. That's awesome. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's man.
3: Seeds, well, like the only time I'm the only time I'm actually buying food at a gas station is when I'm driving the bus or driving a long drive in my car. So sunflower seeds um is better than caffeine, man. It's something about the the action. If yeah. you'd staying busy, you know, and you're having to do something it's Totally helps me stay awake on long drives. So yeah, my mom does the same thing with uh,
1: Skittles. Like she watches for <laughs> certain mile markers, and she's like, "Yes, I get it. I <laughs> understand where you're going with that." that she
3: she does that with Skittles.
1: Skittles. One Skittle. So she'll take she'll <laughs> eat like a Skittle. She's like, "I'm gonna go five miles, and then eat another Skittle." And so she'll watch <laughs> oh the mile gosh. marker thing. It keeps her alert. So that yeah.
3: would if I were to do the what your mom's doing there. Uh, my brain does this, like I'll blink and and my brain goes, oh, didn't that feel so good when your eyes were oh, there just for a second? Uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna keep it. We're just gonna keep your eyes closed for just a second, you know. And then okay, okay, okay. All right, now two seconds. You won't. You know, nothing bad can happen in two seconds, right? That's what happens to me. That's the kind of temptation I'm going through when I'm tired. So uh, well, you stick I, with the
1: scenes. Keep pounding them. Pounding yeah, the I, of the I don't monster. think
3: Skittles, man. I don't think Skittles. It, it'd have to be like. I get like 10 every mile marker in order okay. to, for that to work. Yeah.
0: I get it. I get that it. slow release of the sugar rush. Come on. <laughs>
3: All right. Dude, seriously, this has been fun.
0: Yeah, it's been a blast. We'll sync
1: up we'll soon. Be. Thanks so much, Kevin. It's been a lot of fun.
3: All right, you too, man. Thanks, guys. You guys Take have a great easy. one. Thanks. We'll see you.
0: This is the Great Song Podcast. That one's
1: coming down. He took And That one's coming <laughs> down to on. Cyprus. <laughs> <down. down>. <laughs>
0: I have no scream. Yeah. I have literally... Somehow, his voice got less powerful. I did. <laughs> he got weaker. I don't have it. Because if I really tried to scream, then I would just have zero me, voice left at all. So I'm trying to do like the... the head voice scream. I, I don't know the technique. Uh, I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just can't make words it just shreds you're
1: my like voice you're like the most inviting screamer ever it's like when oh people gosh. scream they're normally like whoa like get back but yeah. Rob's scream like draws people in like he seems so comforting <laughs> Such
0: a pleasant little screamer pleasant little screamer oh anyway, man oh, well yeah. that was a mistake to try I'm glad you uh, did it that was Kevin Young of Disciple 250 if you couldn't understand what I was trying to say episode 250 of the Great Song Podcast in the books um, and uh, we'll be back real soon with episode 251 that's you right you know Um, next week, actually. Yeah. Let's just bring it. So we'll be back with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.